If you can join me opening up to the letter to Rome, Romans 5th chapter, as we look at this 5th chapter, we're going to highlight, if you will, uh, for our listening ear to read verses 5 and verse 6. But as the Holy Spirit leads, I'm going to try to deal with this 5th chapter, if that's all right. As we are turning there, you can help me announce this to your neighbor. Tell them, help at the right time. Uh, help me out one more time. Tell your neighbor, help at the right time. Amen. As we're turning to uh, our New Testament word in the fifth chapter of Romans, if you're not there, say, hold on. And if you're not there, say, hold on. I'll hold on now. I want us to be there together. That's all right. Speak up. I want to hear you. Now nah, it's going to take off. I don't want to leave nobody behind. Amen. Romans 5th chapter. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. I'm going to begin at verse 5 and read uh, verse 6 for our hearing and try to bring out this truth. Help at the right time. If you're not there, say hold on. Amen. If you're there, say let us begin. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Can I read that one more time? When we were utterly helpless, one says maybe weak or without strength, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Praise God for his word, for the people of God, you may be seated. Help at the right time. It's amazing how we think about help. Help comes when you need it. Am I right about it? If it did not come and you need it, it was not help, right? And some of us know when somebody tries to help you and they don't help you appropriately, you, you kind of share them, kind of sarcastically like, thanks a lot. Because you already had the job done. They showed up when the job is done. They showed up after all your troubles are over. They show up with the helping hand. You're looking at them and said, thanks for nothing. But as we look at this text, we're going to look at that when help does come, help comes when we are hurt. When we are helpless, when we are at our weakest, is when we're in need of help. Am I right about it? In this text, we see here that we have hope of help is on the way. Some people cannot make it if they did not know that help is on the way. We see here that this hope that we have does not disappoint us. Because it says, and this hope we, will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us. Isn't that good news? Isn't it good to know when somebody loves you? Isn't it good when you know that you know that you know that somebody loves you? And it says that our hope does not disappoint us because that we know how much God loves us. So, 
The thing is this, that in this process, first we go any further, my question is to you, do you know that God loves you? Then my question back to you after that question is, do you love God? Because we realize that our God loves us even when we have not loved him. It says, it says earlier, there says, so we have been made justified or we have been justified by our faith that we have peace. Can you tell your I have peace? To have peace with God means there's no more war. To have no more war means there's no more fighting. There's no angst. There's no animosity. We're no longer enmity, but yet we have peace. We have a right relationship with God. And because we have a right relationship with God, I have hope and an expectancy of greater things to come. Because why? Because he has made us right. He has set us free. And he's given us the opportunity to stand and share in his glory. But look how this hope is developed. If you look closely at the text, it says here that we, 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 have, uh, we, we rejoice in God's glory. But we rejoice in, in, in endurance and or tribulation because these trials b- b- brings us perseverance or endurance and endurance develops strength or, and, and of character and our character develops hope of salvation. Y'all see that? This hope that we have, it says that this hope that we have has been developed. That's why we know something. Can you tell somebody I know something? I I know he loves me. How do you know that he loves me? Well, my Bible says so. That's one reason. The other reason is why I know he died for me. How how did you know he died for you? You weren't there. That's right. I don't see the air, but I know the air is out there. Just as I know he's died for me. Well, how do you know he's died for you? Because I got hope. Oh, well, your hope is going to let you know. My hope won't disappoint me because it is filled up with the outpouring love of God. God. And I'll tell you what's in the book. It's right there in the book, letting us know that there's no reason to walk around despair and heavy burden and heavy laden because we have hope. So in this hope that's provided to us, that does not make us ashamed, but makes us strong through the Holy Ghost. Can you tell your neighbor the Holy Ghost? So through the Holy Ghost, our hope has been developed that we can glory in tribulation. Wasn't through tribulation Christ became glory? He says, now comes the time for the Son to be glorified. Do you know when he said that? Right before he's about to go. Through the fire. Come on, somebody. You see, we realize that God strengthens us and enables us with a hope to know that no matter what troubles come my way, I can make it through. And this tribulation says works endurance. Y'all see that right there? Or patience. Patience, that Greek word, what it means, something that can endure under pressure. So saying that I have the ability, I have the strength, I have the capability that no matter how much pressure this world's going to throw on me, I am able to make it because my life is in his hands. Then we just saying I know that I can make it. And then my patience works experience or a character because because I've been through some stuff. Have some of y'all been through some stuff that that you become stronger, that you become better. Because you learn from those mistakes or you learn how to endure so you know how to make it. 
just how you drive on a road. When you go through a certain road all the time, you know there's a pothole there. You know how to get around it because you have experienced it before. So you know how to deal with it. Am I talking to somebody here? That, that when you have dealt with some situations in your life, it's easy to trust on God and say, Lord, you know better. So no longer will I lean to my own understanding. But in all my ways, Lord, I will acknowledge you. And sometimes God tells you to shut up. I had to say to catch somebody's attention, you have to let y'all fall asleep on, but, but sometimes God got to let you know that sometimes that you need to just keep your mouth shut. You want to tell everybody what you know and what they can't do to you and you somebody and all this and this and that, but sometimes you just need to be quiet and just say, Lord, I know you're going to fight my battles. Because my Bible reminds me that he's a present help. In the time of trouble, or how Paul said, just at the right time. So if you need some help, you can just be quiet and say, God, it's your turn. And because of that, we have hope, knowing that there's nothing that's going to disappoint me. Because I know my God will never leave me, nor forsake me. So that's why I have hope. Because his love has been poured out into my heart. And look what it says. Look what it says there. It goes on to say that scarcely will a man die for a righteous man. And, 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 and barely for a good man. So say, 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 barely do you see somebody die for a righteous man, let alone just for maybe someone who happens to be generous. But these are all people of good character. But yet while we were still sinners, while we were still worthless, while we had nothing to offer, while we didn't even look like we was about to do any good, we like we had nothing to give back to him. He gave us everything. Y'all see that? How God demonstrated his love this way, that he sent Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. Do you understand how it happened at the right time? It says when we were worthless, when we were weak, we were utterly Helpless, one way they put it, that, that, that we had nothing to offer. It says not even for a righteous man, pointing out to this, that oftentimes people do favors for those that they think they're going to get a favor back. We had nothing. We weren't even working towards doing good for him, but yet he did all good for us. We were justified by his blood. We were made right. Y'all see that? To be going back at the beginning says we have peace with him. Another translation says that we were made right or to be friends with him going down. It says that we have atonement to be at one minute. What I'm trying to point out to us, at just the right time, God stepped in and gave us peace. Some of those movies out there, those war movies that are out there that, that oftentimes are about movies about trying to prevent a war. And oftentimes those movies end when at the right time the guy got there to stop the war from coming. Because if the war did come, it would have been utterly destruction. It would have been everybody would have died. Everybody would have suffered. Or, you know, those bomb movies, right? At the right time, right before the second goes out, right? They click the wire. So everybody's life is saved. They rejoice. Oh, we've been saved. Bring this to your life. At the right time before you was about to be destroyed, before you was about to get blown up, before you was about to be utterly just massacred, God stepped in and brought peace. It says he reconciled us unto him. 
To reconcile means to take what is wrong and make it right. Y'all don't hear me? You were an enemy of God, but he says you're no longer my enemy. Y'all quiet on me. Some of y'all to this day got an enemy and you don't want to ever be right with them. You let them know, I don't like you. And because I have this job, I got to get along with you. But look at it clearly here that God says, you are an enemy of mine. You've caused destruction. You've caused hurt. You've caused pain. But guess what? I can look past all of that because I want to have life with you. I want to reconcile to you. So, yes, you have been wrong. But guess what? Through Jesus Christ, when you place your faith in him, I will make you right. In other words, I will justify you and I will reconcile you. I will make you right with me so that you and I can have have peace. Aren't you glad that he gives us peace? And, and as Jesus, not as the world gives. Because, you know, the world has peace or, or peace treaties with countries, but you know they break them. It's not everlasting peace, but when God gives us peace, tell somebody it's everlasting. Mm. And I can't wait to that day when we can go to the feast. And there's joy, there's peace, all at the table of the Father. Am I right about it? And so we see here that the enemies, we were at God, but God at the right time stepped in to reconcile us by his death. And if he reconciled us by his death, guess this, we're also saved by his life. And, and we have received atonement or reconciliation, and that is because we have to first acknowledge our sins. Can I drop a pen here for a moment? All this information that I'm giving to you, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just got to tell you what you are. You are at war with him. You have no peace. And your hope that you do have will disappoint you. The world has nothing to offer you. The world can't satisfy you. The world will never please you. And this world, just as you, with not knowing Jesus Christ, will be destroyed. I don't want to scare you, but I got to preach the truth. And, and, and anything that's contrary to the word of God, we got to stand up and speak out against. Because we got to realize that, yes, I might be persecuted, but my tribulation, come on, somebody, is going to build some character. And my character is going to build me up because I got some hope and one that pours out on me. Y'all see what's going on here? So it's up to us to realize that greater is he that's in me and put that to the test. Test and see how good he is. But I can't tell you how good he is for you to understand. It's like you coming to my house and I made my nice steak dinner, got my potatoes on the side and my steamed vegetables on the side and got my plate in front of me, told you sit down, but there's nothing in front of you. And I cut into my steak, and you see how juicy it is. And I tell you it's juicy. Mm, I tell you how good it tastes. And, and I tell you, mm, it'll make you feel good, but there's still nothing in your mouth going into your stomach. So no matter what I tell you, 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 it looks good to you, but you don't know how good it is. But if you try the Lord for yourself, you can taste and see. How good he is. 
And when you experience that, you're going to experience this. Catch this. That he loves you unconditionally. That he loves you this much that he gave up his life so that you can have life and life more abundantly. Now, the problem is that many of us who know the Lord, it's not a problem for us, but some of us who do not know him, there's a problem here is that how can one man do this for me? He says, well, if one man can bring sin into the world, one man is able to take sin out of the world. Paul goes on from verses 12 down in the fifth chapter talking about how there's two atoms. And the atom that came represents the atom to come. Come on, somebody. And so the atom that did came, he was, he was made in the Garden of Eden. There was no sin. There was no law. And he was in right standing with God. Y'all understand that? He was in right relationship with the Lord. But sin entered in through him and followed him. Sin and judgment, all that came after him. And guess what? Then the law came and sin increased. How did sin increase? Because why? People knew what they was doing. It's kind of hard to break a law. You don't know you're breaking. Am I right about it? But when the law came, they realized, oh, oh, I'm doing even more wrong than what I thought I was doing. And so sin increased. But catch this, catch this. As sin increased, grace increased even more. He goes talking about how we have this gift that comes from grace. And the gift, you look closely at the text, it says it's the gift of righteousness. This is where this word of imputation comes into place. That no longer does God put our sins on our account, but instead he puts righteousness on our account. Y'all seen those commercials, uh, how you can bleach stuff and oxyclean right and make it clean? How, how, how it takes the dirt and makes it brand new, tell you how there's nothing better than this, right? And you, so we all go buy this product. So, oh, I don't care how bad my clothes are. They're going to be brand spanking new. But they're not brand spanking new, they are. They, it takes the stains off, but they're still old clothes. But our God can take us as dirty as we are. All kind of stains on us. Tore up from the floor up, messed up, broken up, but yet he can make us whole. He can restore us. He can make us brand new because he loves us. And he does it through who? One. One person. His son, Jesus Christ to make an atonement for us and give us the gift of righteousness. And so through this gift of righteousness, we have been justified through Christ. It goes on to say, when you look at verses 21, it says, So just as sin ruled over our people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God, resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, y'all see that right there, that because of this one man named Jesus, who wasn't just a man, but was fully God, who came in flesh or form, who died to set us free, to set us in right relationship with God. 
I want you to grasp here, process that at the right time. Tell your neighbor, at the right time. He died for me. Some of y'all got quiet. I, I, I'm going to leave y'all alone. If you can't say that, I'm going to hope you get it at the end. Because at the right time, he died for me. And I realized that it took one. It, what, nobody else could step in that position. Nobody else could stand in on my behalf and redeem me. But just one. Turtle dove couldn't do it. Ox blood couldn't do it. No matter how many sacrifices I will bring to the temple, even I take a, a nice trip and a pilgrimage all the way to Jerusalem and, and cry at the wailing wall, that still won't save me. But one man who, who just decided to walk out of the heavenly kingdom and, and take off his heavenly and glorious crown and put on human flesh. To bear tribulation on my behalf, to bear chastisement and abuse on my behalf so that I might not know ridicule, but I might know what it means to have peace, what it means to have joy, what it means to have hope. Imagine, imagine just how helpless we are if we did not have our phones. How we have become so dependent on our modern day phones. You know, back in the day, you memorize everybody's phone number. Now you don't remember your own phone number. He would ask you, what's your number? He said, what's your number? I'll text it to you. We have become so dependent on that that we rely on this, 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 this device to help us in our lives. It tells us our appointments. It even the GPS gives us directions. Uh, it, it helps us stay connected with those whom we love. But if we lose it, we feel lost. Can I tell you, help you out somebody, that, that as much as you depend on that, there's someone else that's better than that? He is always open for connection. He always has a GPS enabled to help you, give you direction. He is always present to help you, even if you might be in a place that has no coverage. He always has you covered. There's no charging for roaming because the price has already been paid. There's no need for a new contract or upgrade because every day you get something new. And so you realize that every time you turn around at the right time, God's blessing you. So we realize how we can depend on him. I want to close with this story. I shared it on, I believe, on, on Wednesday night. And a pastor friend went out to Carolina to, to the beach. And he went out there crabbing. On the Wednesday was his crabbing day. But Wednesday, some complications came amongst the family. They went to tend to his family. So he went back out uh, to crabbing on Thursday. And while he was out there on Thursday, he was not having a successful day. And, he, you know, he said he could have been complaining about a state here Wednesday. I probably would have got more crabs and had a better catch. But he happened to be there with another, another young man with him. And he happened to be there. And these three started swimming across from an island from the shore. If you have not been to North Carolina, there's a lot of little islands there on the beaches. And so there's all these different beaches with different names and different islands. And so these three young men decided to swim from one island to another shore. And it's about maybe 200 to maybe 300 yards. It's a pretty quite a long distance, and they're swimming. And so they're observing one come by. One came by. He went under, but he came back up. 
because there happened to be a current, uh, a current underneath there that might drag you down. So he went down, but he was able to make it through. The next one, he came down. He went down a couple of times, down a couple of times, but he made it to the second store. Then came the third one coming across, and he went down once. He went down twice. He went down the third time. And so uh, Pastor Sonny goes to the brothers, hey, your friend, he's, he needs some help. He needs some help. He's not going to make it. And they're just laid out there on the beach, just exhausted and tired. Because now they're helpless, they're worthless, all their energy, their strength is gone. They don't have the ability, nor are they aware how much that person is in trouble. And so Sonny's looking at his set, and the one who was with him, I believe it said it was his son. It says his son uh, didn't seem big enough to carry him. And and then Sonny just looked at himself and said, well, I guess it's me. And so he took off his shirt and jumped into the water. He shared that he happened, he happened, he happened to have been trained in life saving, uh, being a, a, a lifeguard. So he knew so, what to do. And so he went out and realized he asked a person, could the person do a side show? The person just said, no, nah, I can't do a side show. So he says, well, he went to what he knew how to give a carry and carry him back to shore. He got the person back to shore. The person now is vomiting and throwing up because he has, has been going down so much that he inhaled and swallowed so much salt water into his system and salt water you know this is almost we get too much it almost becomes poison inside of your body and catch it at 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 some time somebody just happened to be coming by in a canoe y'all don't hear me at the right time Somebody happened to come by in a canoe. He says, do you happen to have some water? He has some water. He gave some water to the young boy. The boy was able to cleanse up his system and hydrate. And then he had an opportunity to this young man and says, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, now's the opportunity. He said, I'd have preached the full gospel to him, but he just let him aware that you've been given a second chance. And so, if you don't know him, then he went to the brothers and said, hey, young man, they're apologizing. We didn't know he was in trouble. He said, that's all right, but you got another chance to spend some time with this brother. But I want to point out that he was not supposed to be there on Thursday. He was going to go crabbing with and that would be it. But at the right time, Oh, aren't you glad, good, good God from Zion, that God knows when you need something to step in at the right time? It, it happened to be like an accident or maybe an inconvenience, but God already had it worked out. At the right time, he would be there to see somebody seeking far from the peaceful shore. But my master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and he reached, and he Save me. Uh, not at the wrong time. It wasn't too late, but it was at the right time. And then talking to Sonny, I shared with him that this would got me even deeper. This Check this out. Sonny saw the man sinking, saw the man was in problem that nobody else could save him but him. So he went and saved him. But catch this, that that did not only save him, but catch this, he was also dying on the inside. He was able to see not only his physical damage, but he he saw signs that there was internal damage. And he knew that only pure water only pure water could come and flush out the impurities that was in his system to make him whole again. Same thing for our Christ. 
that he sees us sinking in water or whatever your situation may be. Catch this. And you, they, they were swimming and enjoying what they're doing. You are enjoying what you're doing, what is killing you. And you enjoy it so much that you don't know it's even killing you. But yet God sees that you are in danger, that you are helpless and unable to save you, so that he steps in. And that he provides everything that you need to be restored. And he'll remove all impurities out of us and make us white as snow. So the beautiful thing is this that we, I want you to grasp is this, that, that every time God shows up at the right time. And that's what salvation is at the right time. And so let us not lose or miss the moment, but let us take advantage of the moment that he has given us when he saved us. That we might be able to be a blessing to somebody else and let them know that he sees what you're going through. And he will provide you a hope that will not disappoint you. And he will bring you from a mighty long way to set you free. And you can't save yourself. That's why he comes at the right time because you're weak, you're a sinner, you're ungodly. You don't know any better, but he loves you in spite of you and he wants to save you and redeem you so he can have a relationship with you. Is that right? Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, there might be someone here who, who does not know Jesus, whose life, whose life's problems and troubles have surrounded them. They feel like they're sinking. It feels like they're drowning. And, Lord, they're looking for a way out. Lord, we thank you that you see exactly what they're going through. And you're able to save them and restore them. Father, Lord, we pray that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that you shall set them free. Every head bowed and every eyes closed. If someone here who does not know Jesus Christ as Lord and say, raise your hand. That's you. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Every head bowed. Father, we just thank you. That who the Son sets free is free indeed. Lord, we thank you, God, that we can't save ourselves, but you have provided salvation for us. Lord, we thank you. That in spite of ourselves, you died to set us free, to redeem us, and to set us in right relationship with the Lord. Lord, we thank you that you love us, you love us, you love us. Father, Lord, we give our lives back to you. For we were not saved for our sake, but for your glory and for your name's sake. And Lord, we pray that we will go tell somebody else. That there is a Lord, there is a Savior that loves them and has a hope and a calling in their life. We give you all the glory. Amen. 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 Where we stand, us in the hand of disciples. There might be someone here today.